Hello and welcome back to episode nine of the Curry Race Fantasy Football Podcast. This week's host is me, your champ, just to remind everyone, Dan. Boo. Uh, we have got a lot to talk about this week. Um, we've got more unfortunate injury news. We've got the week seven review. We've got an update on Mega Team. We've got a look ahead into week eight and their matchups. But obviously, before anything else, we've got a special draft again. Um, but before that, I should probably introduce the two other Muppets I do this with. Hello and welcome back, Nicholas, and welcome back, Billiam. Thanks, Hi. mate. <laughs> How are you? Glad to be back. You said you said you're the champ, but you said you're the champ. But week seven, hands up on the Zoom chat. Who won this week? Put your hand down, Dan. I think, I think the answer to that is uh, we have a big fat loser and a big fat liar in the chat. <laughs> and they're the same person. They're the same person. Well, hey. same person. But yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well. Um, lockdown still here, so we're again on Zoom, which isn't great, but we're, we're getting by. We are. Nick, you doing good? Yeah, man. Doing good. Yeah. Keeping, uh, keeping busy. Little boys won on Friday. Which is uh, is amazing. Is he? No way. Yeah. He's going to have a big party of three. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's a shame, really, but you know, needs must. Needs must. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I spoke about the draft last week's draft. We drafted four breakfast items, which was your idea, Bill. Um, Unsurprisingly, I don't know if you guys have checked the polls. I did. I took an early lead. Yeah, because you paid all your followers like you did last week. Assume you're all not, three, you're not all shouting, three of them. You're not shouting out this week because you didn't win. Um, but I won with the sausage, sausage, the hash brown, uh, the beans, and the tea, wasn't it? The classic. Yeah, that's, that was uh, that was only going to go one way once that got drafted. Yeah, no one was up for your uh, your special avocado and toast. Although I or made that extra dry bacon eggs toast. <laughs> Yeah, you did. You did. Spurred on by my choice, you made it, didn't you, Nick? Yeah. Honestly, Dan. Yeah. Don't get, get any the avocado. It, it looked I'll lovely. St- I'll stick with my sausage. Thank you. Oh, steady. Steady on. Right. Do you want me to explain this week's draft? Yeah, mate. Go. So we're going to pick a fantasy football team made up of a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a defense, which covers all de- defensive positions. Um, the only twist is that all positions have to be made up from animals. So I'll give you an example. So if you're going to pick a running back, you could have a squirrel. Yeah. A running back. I wouldn't recommend it. They're quite small, although they're agile. They are very agile. But would they be able to pick up the ball? Questionable. And they would bury the ball if it were miniature. <laughs> they would bury the ball like they do with acorns. Yeah, Not a so great that, choice. That would probably be a bad choice. Um, but you guys get the gist of it. Four positions, yeah, four man. picks, uh, all made up of animals. Super. Small role. I don't know what... I mean, we can discuss this now. If someone picks like a, a cat, a, a member of the cat family, is that all cats ruled out? No. I would say no, because then... But like, I mean, you can't just have like, I don't know let's say like a domestic cat would then rule out everybody from taking like a lion and a tiger that's not yeah. 
Okay. Well, we can discuss any issues that come up within the draft. Okay. Uh, the draft order is... Uh, me first, I think. Bill first, then me, then Nicholas, correct? Yeah. That's right. I we agreed, I think. As a precursor to this, I have just Googled animals with hands like humans. What's the stipulation? I have got... Carrying the ball. <laughs> <laughs> is that justification? Well, yeah, Bill's got extensive research. Yeah. Let's go. Can I go straight in? Yeah. Get it. Okay, first off the board is the very, very obvious choice. Oh, no. I think... At, <laughs> at quarterback... I am taking the silver-backed gorilla. Oh. Justification for this very obvious choice. Hands and feet like a human. <laughs> Intelligent. Strong. I googled it. It can lift, on average, ten times their own body weight. It also, and this is, um, this was probably what made my decision better. Um, they can understand sign language so that the calls coming in from the... Uh, from the bench would get translated into quite very obvious um, offensive plays. So I'm going for the silverback gorilla at quarterback, pick one. I mean, the only problem with that is, as long as the person calling the plays also knows sign language. I will learn sign language. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, that sucks because my research, um, I found out that only really monkeys can throw a ball. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Animals with hands. Yeah, which is limited. I did question, can I draft a human? But I didn't know if that No, was... it's your draft. No. Yeah, I'll draft Trevor Lawrence, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> the University <Okay>. of Clemson. <laughs> right, the only... <sighs> this sucks so bad. <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already done. I really wanted a monkey. Really wanted a monkey. Because I'm going to assume Bill's picked a gorilla. That rules out monkeys now. No. I don't agree with that, because we said well, with cats, you can have different cats. But we're all going to have the same team. We're all going to have monkeys. Mm, maybe. It's your draft. Well, my... Go on, yeah. I, I would say that you're allowed them, but there's... Difficulty is a monkey's going to get rushed. <laughs> when you hear my defensive choice, you would not want a monkey going up that against that. Right. So, you know. Okay, I'm going to go away from the monkeys, because I think I feel like Bill's picked a monkey. If I pick the monkey... It's like because we limited eggs, didn't we? We limited eggs, so you, once you picked eggs, that was it. Okay. Right. I'm going to go with... I feel like all the other positions can be... Sort of yeah, you've got to get a strong QB. Yeah. So I'm going to go with... A primates well, ruled out. Primates are ruled out. No yeah. more primates. No more primates. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go with defence... I like it. And I'm going to pick <clears throat> pack, because they're all the same position, so it's going to be a pack of lionesses. Oh, fair Oof. enough. Fair enough. Okay. I think they've got the speed, they've got agility, they've got the nastiness, because they've got like big old teeth. Oh. And also they're super smart and work well in a team. Very good justification. I like so, it. My first pick, I've gone, for, gone for the defence first. Lionesses. Defence win championships. <laughs> okay, so I've got two picks now. So I'm going to 
in no particular order, but take my defence because it's the only position I've written one animal type down for. And exactly the same as Dan, pack mentality, I'm going for a pack of wolves. Okay. Very nice. Hunt you down, chase you, they're fast, they're mean. Wolves. Very nice. Pack animals. Right, so that's back to me now. No, no I get two. Two oh, yes. So coming back, I feel like I'm gonna. I've, this animal's written down for my running back, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna mix it up and put it in his quarterback, and Ooh. I'm going along the lines of almost hands, big bear paws, grizzly bear. Uh, grizzly. Yes. I had grizzly, grizzly down bear. at running back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was my second choice at quarterback, which sucks because now I don't have. <laughs> I had to. I had. I had a bear, and I had a monkey. I did. You could take a panda bear. <laughs> what and lull you into a full sense of security yeah. with cuteness. Right. Okay. You both pick quarterbacks. I'm going to play the game and leave that to last now. Okay. I'm going to go with my wide receivers. Okay. This um, is your wide receiver core, we agreed. A three, yeah. three set. Three set. And I'm, I feel like it's obvious. I'm going to pick, hang on, I need to confirm. I need to confirm something here. If you don't know what the fastest land animal is, then you're crazy. <laughs> Honestly. Yes, I'm going to pick a cheetah. Yeah. Nice. I'm okay. Three, three cheetahs. And it's Love good it. because I cheat to win. So three cheaters on my team. Nice. Unstoppable. Well played. I did consider the cheater. Um, 70 miles an hour. Good, uh, yeah. good speed. So I've get, I get two picks now, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys have picked your Ds, so I'm going to go receive a running back. Okay. Now, my running back... Uh, no, my receivers... Not as aggressive as you think, but I've got justification. Uh, I'm going <laughs> for the kangaroo. Oh, okay. They have, they have, they have kind of hands. Yeah, stash the, so ball, they in the, the ball. They've got a pouch to stash, <laughs> and it's good. It's good for. It's good for ball security. Aren't their hands like little dinosaur hands? Can they Mate, actually touch? They can. I've got my notes. Um, <laughs> jump mad high. Oh, yeah. Hench AF. Quite quick. Top speed of a kangaroo's 35 miles an hour when it gets going. That's not quite quick. Um, they can throw hands if it gets ready to go. I'm talking like they've got good... Yeah, uh, of the line. Uh, uh. The boys on Zoom can hear what I'm saying there. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> listening to that can just, they can just hear the noises. Uh, uh. Um, they can jump 25 feet when they're at full speed in a single leap forward so really when that gorilla gets going and throws the ball in they only have to get to the 25 yard line that's a big jump into the end zone score <laughs> and they're smart enough that they can rescue small children from wells if a child got down a well I like it. the bush kangaroo vibe there <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, and then I'm I'm gonna not sure go, where that comes in but okay i'm then gonna go for my running back which is a very obvious choice for a running back. Uh, it's a rhinoceros. Yeah. yeah I, I'd already written that in for you. Short legs, 
good centre of gravity, strong, bare quick, 30 miles an hour, top speed, weigh two tonnes, and, fact, mm. can be trained similarly to a dog. So the gorilla, if the gorilla was able to learn how to whistle, the gorilla and the rhino could communicate to, to talk about place. You've gone in yeah. deep with your research. <laughs> I'm impressed. I don't, I don't know whether he is just playing that super confident. Who the fuck has time to try, train a rhino? Zeus. <laughs> Me, if I was to put this team together. <laughs> okay, um, well, this draft has gone downhill for me. Um, all my picks have gone. Uh, limited research now. I'm just winging it. Um, I'm going to go for, obviously, my running back. And I wanted a rhinoceros. So the next thing from a rhinoceros is maybe a hippopotamus. Like it. I'm going to go for a hippopotamus. Probably similar to the rhinoceros, but less aggressive. More I mean, aggressive. They can get, they can get proper aggressive. fucking hyped, can't they? But slightly slower. Yeah. yeah big, big fat slow. Miles an hour at top speed for one of them. I googled it earlier. 19. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a hippo running back, which right. nearly completes my team. Just need the quarterback now, which I'm just going to quickly frantically Google some things. <laughs> I'll try and give you some time and justify my next two picks to uh, finish off, round up the team. Um, quick question before we uh, go into that. Are sea animals allowed? See, I thought about this, but is it land you're, playing on, you're playing on a football pitch. So Fair there's enough. no water. But you can have whoever you want. And they can they can squirm. Oh, I'm gonna keep keep it to land animals there, keep it to land animals. Um for my receiver, I am going to take the pronghorned antelope. <laughs> That's very, fast. very real fast. Specific. So pronghorned antelopes are enormously quick. One of the oh, top catch on the horn, isn't it? On the on the pronghorn, pop the ball every time. Just just remind me, who hunts antelopes? Is it lionesses? That's right. Probably. Playing game past well, yeah. Crash talk. Very so the field. It's the second fastest land animal, at sixty miles an hour. So I Ish. don't think a lioness can probably run that fast. Cheetah maybe. Sure. Lioness no. So antelope takes it for my ride receiver and to finish off the team I'm going to take as my running back a bull angry bull okay yeah yeah I didn't think of that ring nosed aggressive smash oh, mouth bull. are you gonna have a ring in its nose yeah yeah cool uniform violation 10 yard penalty <laughs> it's gonna look like Kamara <laughs> I was gonna say Kamara's got a ring nose yeah so that wraps up your team, Nick. That wraps up my team. Uh, a bear at quarterback, a bull at running back, an antelope at receiver, and a pack of wolves as your defence. Hoorah. Um, back to me to finish off my team, which needs a quarterback. Uh, first two picks obviously gone to you two. So the only animal I can really think of that's going to have the ability to launch a ball, and it's obviously not with their hands, Um. I could have gone for a polar bear, but then Nick's got a bear. I'm going to go for an elephant. And uh, I'm going to go with it, can wrap it in its tongue. 
and fling it. Yeah. Fair um, enough. Okay. So kind of like, kind of like Big Ben. <laughs> kind of like Big Ben. Yeah. But like sacking like an elephant. Yeah. Lim yeah. Exactly. Limited mobility, but toughness, the ability to throw it. Tuck and run. Yeah, and they've got a small speed, haven't they? They've got a small speed, like a large speed over a small distance. Yeah. I'll just okay. put a little calf in the end zone and it'll be like, fucking hell. Yeah, okay. That's kind of two animals, but... <laughs> okay. Okay. So was that round your team up as? That me is me, an uh, elephant at quarterback, a hippopotamus at running back. That is a large duo. Um cheetahs at wide receiver and a pack of lionesses in defense sweet nice i need to round off with a defense again gone pack mentality nice. i will be drafting a pack of hyenas oh nice aggressive pack hunters um they also have the most powerful bite in the animal kingdom exerting 1100 psi of bite force isn't the psi your tire <laughs> pressures <laughs> pounds per square inch per bite so they are made to bite through bone because they are scavengers so they've got a very strong bite and if are you, you allowed to bite would you want to run at them if they've got <laughs> a strong bite and if you've seen lion king strike terror into <laughs> even the bravest of animal that's a man who's done his research right there again i've seen i've seen the lion king and what is it the hyenas are really scared of in lion king nothing it's the lionesses isn't it no it's not i think it's nothing you're not you're not scared. Yeah, why is my, de my defense well, isn't really on the same field as your defense so. yeah. yeah but they're going to be on the sideline roaring so don't thank care you. your defense uh, your defense is going to be uh, on the field a lot more than mine. <laughs> right, so that wraps your team up. Uh, gorilla at quarterback, kangaroo at wide receiver, a rhinoceros at running back, and a pack of hyenas uh, in your defence. So that wraps up the draft. We'll put that on our Twitter, at Pod, And um, yeah, get voting. Get and voting for my wins. team. Yeah, hopefully, you and Nick, you might win one, finally. Yeah. Can, can I give an honourable mention to an animal? Yes. Yeah. Honourable mention at wide receiver, thinking outside of the box, to the moose. <laughs> Six foot antler span, a bold antler as well. So if the, if the gorilla could drop that ball on a dime, it would go into the antler. In, like a cup. Nestle in there. Um, they're kind of curved to drop the ball in. 35 miles an hour top speed and a height of seven foot sticks. So... Well, wow. Like just, a megatron. You're just saying that. I'll just wrap it up with one more choice because I was talking to Lisa about this and she thought a wide receiver, a good idea, it would be a draft. Because you could easy, just easy. hock it up. Catch mm -hmm. it in the mouth. You just hock it up and catch it. Yeah. You ain't getting that. And he could reach his head over the line. Done. Yeah, fair enough. I like that. Anyway, we'll, um, we'll put this on Twitter and we'll get, let everyone vote and we'll see who wins next week. Um, but for now, let's get into the news. Right then, the news. Um, we have got a few bits to talk about. Antonio Brown has signed a one-year deal with Tampa. 
he's eligible to play in week nine because he's under an eight-game suspension. Um, I don't know what that does for everyone, everyone's wide receivers there. Big down arrow on Mike Thomas, uh, Mike Evans. Big down arrow on Chris Godwin. Big down arrow on Gronk. And big Scott down arrow on Scotty Miller. Well, yeah, I don't think he'll, he'll be a, yeah, played in many leagues now. No, that's Tom Brady now. obviously gets a bit of a bump with, a, with an additional weapon. Definitely. Um, I'm still a bit confused if he will play or will not play. I think this, they, they could still put him on the exempt list, can't they? I don't think this is as, as simple as that. Um, another n- new player, Bell, played his first snaps for the Chiefs this week. Six carries for 39 yards. I see his first carry went for 16 yards, which he didn't manage to do in all of his Jets carry season. Wow. So that shows you the difference. Um, Cam Newton was actually benched for Jared Stidham. Um, I think that was partly to do with the game was finished. But obviously, Cam obviously had a bit of a crapper, so I don't know what you guys think about that. Mark Humes gets some value out of that. Stidham jersey just won't take off. <laughs> and Nick was pleased with Cam Newton's shocker as he went up against him in fantasy this week. Yeah, uh, that did me a little bit of 0.18? a favour. 0.18? Was it 0.18, yeah. Nick? It was minus. Minus, minus, minus 0.18, yeah. And Lovely. there was rumours before the uh, Jacksonville game that if Gardner Minshew had a bit of a stinker, that he would be benched for Mike Glennon. I just couldn't believe it. Like, you started him though, didn't you? I started him, yeah. I, he's never going to get benched for Mike Glennon. Sure. He, outs- he outscored Patrick Mahomes. I know Patrick Mahomes had that snow game. Yeah. But it was a scored more than Patrick game. Mahomes did. Sprinkle game, yeah. Sprinkle Light game, dusting. Yeah. yeah. Well, they said it was a snow game. I switched on and I could see green. I was like, well, this is... Look. I was expecting it to be in Denver, snow game, proper snow, but... Proper snow game, yeah, that'd be nice. Did yeah, you see it was a today, um, Des Bryant has officially been signed to the practice squad of the Ravens? Yes, yeah. Love, love to see it. He, I wonder if he'll make it. I feel like, at this point, he'll sign any contract, wouldn't he? Even the practice squad, for example. Like, yeah. If he's still got it. He's only 32, I think. He's not like he's... No, that's it. Old. No, Fantastic. of course. I follow him on Instagram so, and see him in the lab quite often, uh, running routes, keeping fit. He, he's still sharp, so it'd be nice to see him get back on the field. Like he he has been, he's been working hard. He's been working hard. I've seen him doing a lot of stuff on Instagram. So, and that's the goes for Antonio Brown. There. Yeah, Antonio Brown, I similarly follow anyone on Instagram. He is mm. training 24-7. Um, yeah. But I suppose when that is your job, it's not really an excuse. Not yeah, you've got to stay game ready, I suppose. Yeah, um, there was plenty of good games. We've got our game of the week, the Cardinals and the Seahawks, that we'll talk about <laughs> shortly. But um, there was a few other games just to mention. The Bucks absolutely dominated the Raiders. Uh, 45-20 it finished, which is a bit disappointing because the Raiders obviously beat the Chiefs, didn't they? So they can be much better than that. Yeah. The Falcons went all Spursy again. I don't know if you guys saw that. They lost to the Lions oh, 23-22. After Not Spursy. Spursy smashed Burnley last night. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the Falcons are... The Falcons are 2020 summed up as a team, aren't they? Yeah, they. I mean, they were winning um, and the clock was rolling down. All they needed was a, to run the clock and get a kick and they would have been fine. But Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown. There's a great picture of the offensive lineman calling it a touchdown 
but they're the defensive linemen for the Lions. And it's like, doesn't really make sense. But yeah, Gurley managed to accidentally score and then the Lions went down, big catcher and then Kenny Golladay and then they got a kick to win it in the last seconds, which is amazing. I, yeah, as Nick said, that 2020 is the Falcons summed up. Only the Falcons could score a fourth quarter game losing touchdown. <laughs> and I saw, I saw a tweet via the Curry Race Twitter of people giving the uh, Falcons jerseys some grief. Saying oh, that yeah. fade, there's life, it represents how the game goes. So three quarters of it is red, and then the fourth quarter just fades to black. <laughs> so yeah. that is how it is. Um, the Cowboys, I've said, got beat by Washington, but they got mangled by Washington, 25-3. Um, Andy Dalton left the game with concussion, but it was probably more than that. It was one of the dirtiest hits I've seen. Yeah, I would be surprised if he broke his neck. That was awful. But yeah, I think that what's come out is that he's fine in brackets. Um, but yeah, he will, he'll be in the uh, concussion protocol. The Steelers, only team left unbeaten after beating the Titans 27-24. They tried their very best to lose uh, the Titans sort of come back in that game, but um, the Steelers saw them off. The Bengals and the Browns rivalry um, finally has some quarterbacks to cheer on both teams. The Browns beat the Bengals 37-34. In the Battle of Ohio. Yeah. So you think them quarterbacks are going to be there for ages? Yeah, that's what I mean. Hopefully they'll both stay healthy and, and that rivalry will go on. It did look like the Bengals had won with a last minute score, but they're... Baker Mayfield threw through five touchdowns. Um, After starting back. horribly. I was well, going to yeah. say, that didn't he have an awful start? Well, that brings me on to injuries, actually. His first throw of the game, for the second game in a row, was intercepted. Um, and o Odell Beckham, obviously, chased back the interception and has since come out that he's torn his ACL and he's out for the season. Trying so, to make uh, a tackle on an interception. is First, first game of the play. I mean, we'll go on to mine and Bill's uh, scores, but yeah, Odell Beckham left in the first snap with zero points. Can I, can I circle back to two injuries? Um, yep. Andy Dalton, that John yep. Bostick got ejected for it. Yeah. Cowboys stayed pretty cool. Washington players looked more pissed yeah. off than the Cowboys. Uh, that Ben DiNucci came on, didn't he? Yeah. Did not look good. <laughs> no. I had a little look. He came from James Madison University, the James Madison Dukes, and there's only two former Dukes players currently active in the NFL. So a rather small university. And the other guy is Jimmy Moreland, who played for Washington. So these two tiny, like small universities. <laughs> Both the second injury, very quick, uh, the injury to Philip Lindsay. I'm just going to put it out there. Fuck you, Daniel Sorensen. Fuck you. Fine for roughing the passer um, against Josh McCown for the Jets. Fine 12 grand. Unnecessary roughness versus New England. Fine 12 grand. Dirty bastard. Fuck you. Yes. So Please Andy Dalton and Philip Lindsay both out with concussion. Jeff Wilson had a free touchdown game, but left the game with a foot injury. And that looks pretty bad. I think he's going to be out for a while, if not the season. And then um, Chris Carson and Kenyon Drake in the uh, Seahawks game, both left with ankle injuries. Man. Kenyon Drake has had his x-ray. It's not broken. So he's going to have an MRI. And I think he's only going to miss a couple of weeks is what I've seen. Um, but he'll probably hit that short-term IR. 
It's not that high ankle sprain that Michael Thomas has had for the last seven weeks, is it? I think they, they just, this is the new term, isn't it? High ankle sprain. Like, your ankle's not high, so I don't understand that. But yeah, leg mate, sprain then, isn't it? Yeah, that's the, uh, the news, injury news. Um, let's get on to our weekly game review with the game of the week. Right, okay. Game of the week. Arizona Cardinals played the Seattle Seahawks. The game finished 37-34 in favour of Arizona. To your pleasure, Nick. Yeah, woo! Loved it. <laughs> um, they actually wrapped the game up in overtime. Um, before we start, shout out to both teams' uniforms. The Cardinals, oh, yeah. black and the white with obviously the, the bit of red, and the Seahawks, grey. Yeah, up there is one of two of my favourite uniforms in the league. Um, it was a great game. It started with a bang. A four-play drive finished with Lockett's first of three touchdowns for the night. I'm sure we'll talk about Lockett a few times in the podcast, but he was epic. Madness. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals hit back with a 35-yard touchdown. Um, Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. I love this play. I don't know if you guys have seen it. When I wrote my notes, I saw there was a video of Kyler when he threw the touchdown pass. He realised, um, but just before he realised that Hopkins was in man coverage one v one, and let out a massive grin as if like, "Yep, this is a this is a touchdown." Before we threw it, it was awesome. Yeah, and since they've asked um, the coach because um, it looked like they weren't ready, but it was a designed play that the offensive line was sort of stood looking at the sideline before it was snapped. But it's actually come out since that that was a designed play. So it's just the little things. Um, Hopkins, talking about Hopkins, he did fumble the ball in the second quarter. Um, but if he didn't, we probably wouldn't have had the highlight of the game, which was uh, when Wilson threw an interception to Buddha Baker. Great name, by the way, Buddha Baker. Buddha Baker. Yeah. That. that is my favourite name. Um, but... The interception wasn't the highlight. It was DK Metcalf was the highlight. If you DK's hustle, man. That was yeah. so cool. If you haven't seen it, you need to go and find it. So Buddha Baker's intercepted it on, on, on the uh, five-yard line, was it, roughly? Yeah. yeah. And, and has taken it, well, what looked like has taken it to the house. DK looked like a man possessed chasing him back. I don't know if you guys have got any stats on it. I've, I've seen yeah. you have some stats. I looked into this. Um, DK covered 114 yards from where he started <laughs> to make that tackle on Buddha Baker, chased him back. Um, and according to Next Gen stats, he topped out at 22 and a half miles an hour, which I think is up there this season with most at touchdown run early in the season. Um, I watched the video 10 times. It looked like Baker had like a 10 yard head start on him. Um, unbelievable for a man that size seeing him run that fast to make everybody else look like they're going backwards is just an absolutely amazing effort um he ran past like the whole both teams he ran past yeah, every, like, everyone just disappeared yeah. and the size difference and I know, between him and baker yeah i know that russell wilson isn't the smallest guy but he made russell wilson look extremely slow wilson's only 510 I say, if I was Buddha Baker, and I assume you could feel the ground behind you moving yes. as DK Metcalf motored up 
his ass, I'd have booted the ball in the crowd. We, yeah. <laughs> you, you, the non-existent crowd. I'd have just you, drop kicked it into the crowd. I'm not having that. You watch I saw it. a video. Um, and Buddha Baker was mic'd up for the game. Yeah. And you, you see the highlight of him mic'd up. And he doesn't, he's not celebrating or anything. You can just hear him running. And then obviously it, it pads out and DK Metcalf's chasing him. And I, he doesn't say anything in his head. You can just, oh shit. But yeah. he tackles him. He still celebrates. But obviously he's in reception and he's now on the, the opposing 10 yard, five yard line. I he gets up in our group. As he's yeah. walking to the, um, the, the sideline, he goes, how did he catch my ass? <laughs> I mentioned in our WhatsApp. I mentioned in our WhatsApp, didn't I, whether we thought that the uh, the fumble at the back of the end zone from Trayvon Diggs was in his was in his mind. Yeah, I think I, so. Is he? He's think so? It's, yeah, absolutely. It's redemption. He's he's been he's had a talking to. That's redemption. Don't give up. Work. Play the play through. He could have stood yeah. there. He could have turned around and gone, ah, he's intercepted it and not moved and stood like, on the um, Did you see a few, few weeks ago, AJ Green, when um, Burrow threw an interception and he just sort of stood there and it didn't look like he was involved. Yeah. But I said to you, when you said that, Bill, like, he, he didn't even think, he, he, he didn't even take him two seconds to go, oh God, I've got to run. He just, yeah. as soon as he intercepted, he went, which is incredible. I've got, it made, it made the play even better that he brought him down within the 10-yard line and the Seahawks defence actually held them to a field goal. Um, doesn't matter at the end of the day because they've lost, but it's effectively saved them four points. Yeah. yeah two, we had two hustle plays, didn't we? The Beckham Jr. one you mentioned earlier on. He hustled yeah. back. Didn't quite work out for him. He got the tackle. He got a half a tackle, but got injured. But yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, DK, that, I don't know what you say about it. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible, man. isn't it? Um, yeah. So, just can continue in. The second half finished with another Wilson to Lockett touchdown with 43 seconds in the half, which um, Cardinals actually turned into at three points of their own with a 49-yard field goal. There's a few times that, I'll mention again in a minute, that the Seahawks, that I know them as this defensive unit and well-coached. And there was a few times where there was a small amount of time on the clock and they let big plays happen which gave Cardinals a chance, like 43 seconds on the, on the clock, and they've let them drive down the field to score a 49-yard field goal. It's just very un-Seahawks-like, but I think they've had a change of mentality, haven't they? We talked about, I think it might have been the first ever episode about letting Russ cook. Um, they're doing that, but they seem to have forgotten about everything else that they did well. Um, yeah, with that Legion of Boom style stuff. Exactly, and... yeah. Um Murray got his traditional rushing touchdown with the first score of the second half, bringing it to within three. Um, Wilson and Murray then traded interceptions before, you guessed it, uh, Wilson hit Lockett for his third touchdown of the game, <laughs> which was incredible. It was right at the back of the end zone. It looked like it come off the... It, Wilson threw it. It looked like the ball had come off the moon. That's how high it went and dropped down <laughs> perfectly for Lockett to, uh, to catch it for his third touchdown. Um, I'm sure you'll cover it in a minute with how many yards he got but he got 50 something fantasy points absolutely incredible yeah. um yeah uh well like i said i think the turning point in the game there was three minutes on the clock um and arizona actually made a 52 yard field goal to make the game 27 34 to the seahawks but the seahawks uh special teams that were trying to block the kick committed a leverage foul 
now I don't really know what that is, but having looked into it, it's where they put pressure on the centre that's snapping it. So obviously yeah. he starts a lot further down. So they lean on him and they used him as leverage, which is illegal. They got a 15 yard penalty and an automatic first down. So they've gone from getting a kick for three points and then to the Seahawks getting the ball back to, well, it, it ended up with um, Christian Kirk scoring a touchdown to make it a three point game again. So a massive turn in events that Seahawks have got the ball back with a big lead to Seahawks have got the ball back with three point lead. Um, Cardinals managed to tie the game up with a 44-yard field goal after stopping the Seahawks, which took the game to overtime. I don't know how, how many games have we had go to overtime. There's been there's been a few, hasn't there? Now, there's there's been been a a couple, yeah. Um, Seahawks won the toss. Out of interest, heads or tails? Would you pick? Heads. Oh, tails never fails. Um, Seahawks won the toss, failed to score meaning that any score from the Cardinals would have would have won the game. But they missed a 41-yard field goal for the win. Um, then your boy, Bill Metcalf, scored a 50-yard touchdown to give Seahawks the win, which was or brought back he? for holding. <laughs> yeah, it was brought <laughs> back for holding. Correctly brought back for holding. Um, the very next play, uh, Asaya Simmons, Arizona's eighth overall pick in the draft, who like, barely played. I think he played like six snaps uh, of this game and one of them got this interception. Yes. Um, which set up a winning 48-yard field goal. So shout out to the uh, Arizona kicker. He missed a couple, obviously, but from the highlights, he, he made a lot of kicks and they were from a distance. So. Long, long kicks, yeah, save the day. All in all, great game. Um, I don't know, Bill, do you want to talk about some of the fancy players that that Sean, yeah, so you've, there, there was a lot of points to talk about. Kyler Murray showed why he's QB1 across the entire fantasy app. 37.1 points, 360 yards, three touchdowns through the air, <laughs> 67 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So a pretty, pretty good scoreline from K1. Opposing quarterback Russell Wilson wasn't too bad either. 29.92 points. Three TDs against three interceptions though, so lost some points there. 84 rush yards. So outrushed Kyler, but no production at the end of that. We had disappointing points from both offensive, big offensive weapons of Chris Carson, 5.1, and DK Metcalf, 4.3. Would have scored a lot more had that 50-yard touchdown not been brought. Yeah, that's a shame. Fantasy reasons, that's a shame. <laughs> Myers, who I picked up late, and we will discuss uh, his <laughs> impact on our pod bar. He outscored both, scoring a flat 10 points. So, that's the disappointment from both of those players who I had on my team. Uh, opposing offensive weapons, Larry Fitz, 14.2 points. He went 8 for 8, 100% completion. Standard Larry Fitzgerald. Standard Larry. Uh, Nuke Hopkins showing his wide receiver two qualities with 24.3 points, 103 yards, 10 of 12. And his fumble went down on the fantasy app as a rushing fumble. 
Oh. So because yes, he 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 must have um, I think he was thrown laterally. Yeah, it was a screen. Yeah. So it, he had his rushing fumble. Um, Kenyon Drake, we've mentioned out during the game, five point one points, high ankle sprain, but did outscore DK Metcalf, who played five quarters of football. <laughs> Thank you, DK. I did see someone mention that the 110-yard full sprint at 100% actually caused DK Metcalf to have a terrible game. Possibly. On the offense because he, used, he burnt so much doing that. Because, I mean, go watch the highlight if you haven't seen it. Like, he put in every yeah, ounce of was, effort. Yeah. He was ready to go. Um, defenses, Seahawks lost 10 points from their starting 10, scored a flat zero. Cardinals scored seven points, might have shipped some um, scores, but got three ints and two sacks, so added points there. Both those sacks were in overtime as well. The first sack they got was in overtime. Stat padding. Anyone else? Have I thought, have I forgotten anybody? Maybe Tyler Lockett, he did quite well. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. A bit of dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> he got 50, a flat... 53 fantasy points. 53. Wow. So, the wow. highest we've ever had in the Curry race. He, his stat line was pretty impressive. 15 of 20, so it could have been 58 points without the yardage that those additional five targets, which didn't yield catches, could have given him. He got 200 yards on the nose, three touchdowns, 11 of those 15 catches were for 133 yards in the first half. So Tyler Lockett fans are already rubbing their hands together. <laughs> it is our highest ever score in the co race, but not the highest ever PPR score in fantasy football from a uh, wide receiver. Any guesses? I have seen your notes, mm. but I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Rice? Yeah, Jerry Rice. Back in 1990, when we were all twinkles in eyes all around the country, <laughs> uh, he got 65 and a he got 65 and a half points. Wow! But out of out of 13 receptions, so less receptions than Tyler Lockett, but that went for 225 yards and five touchdowns wow. in a 45 to 35 win against the Falcons. Of course, unbelievable. <laughs> Fantasy owners have Pete Carroll to thank for Tyler Lockett's output. The third touchdown was an on-field touchdown, then reversed, then challenged by Pete Carroll and reversed again to a touchdown. So, fantasy owners have good old Pete to thank for that. <laughs> now, looking at Lockett's numbers, Patrick Peterson was uh, shadowing DKM. Dre Kirkpatrick was burnt toast. Oh, he was, he was terrible. I, was, I forgot to mention that in mine. Number, is he number 20 for the Cardinals? He was... It's the worst performance I've ever seen from a player. And you, like, mentioned, you mentioned that, running. that guy. Oh. The guy who got the in, in yeah. overtime. You said he hasn't played very often. They pulled no. Dre Kirkpatrick off the field to get him to get yeah. this guy. Must have yeah, I mean, every on. highlight that Tyler Lockett had 
was followed by him running from his right, cutting onto his left, and this number 20 just not stopping and just carrying on like, yes, Tyler, have another 30 yards, no problem. So I checked on Twitter um, whilst doing some research for this and the amount of people that were like, Drake, Patrick should never play another down a football yeah, game. Yeah, I, d- I doubt he will. And just quick, one final fantasy stat, 53 points in the game by Lockett is more fantasy points than T.Y. Hilton has all season. So that's just anybody who's played that thing. He's not been injured. So uh, that's quite a, uh, quite a good stat wow. to show his fantasy dominance. So well done to any Tyler Lockett um, owners that we have listening in, in your leagues. I'm sure you're all rubbing your hands together. I'll be very, very interested to see if anybody had Tyler Lockett on their team and lost. Yeah, I was just going to say that. That would be interesting. I've seen pictures of, of people who had Tyler Lockett on their bench. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one guy no. played um, the, the Phillies wide receiver, Ful- Fulgham, is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Instead of Tyler Lockett. But, anyway, yeah. Nick, you, you want to quickly wrap up what this means for the Cardinals and the Seahawks? Yeah, I quite enjoyed looking into this. Uh, Seahawks' first loss of the season, they dropped to 5-1, and one, although they're still leading the NFC West. Uh, it was actually Arizona's first home win versus the Seahawks in eight years. Since 2012, yeah. they've not beaten the Seahawks in Arizona. Crazy. Um, I think that is a, it bodes well. Time, times are changing in Arizona. Things are starting to move now with D-Hop and Kyler. Uh, Cardinals moved to five and two. Uh, they're on a three-game win streak, which is great to see. Don't get to see it often. Um They've also beaten the 49ers, which means their divisional record is 2-0, which bests any other interdivisional record. The Seahawks are 0-1, lost to the Cardinals. The Rams are 0-1, lost to the 49ers. And the 49ers are 0-1 with their loss to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are sitting atop the division, interdivisionally, 2-0. Uh, it's looking good. Well, that's a hard division, isn't it? It is. It's the, it's the only division in the whole NFL on a positive, every team's above 500, 0.500. Yeah. The only, there's the winningest uh, division in the NFL <laughs> and it's one of the hardest to get out of. But I think it's looking positive for the Cardinals. I can see them making the playoffs this year, wild card. Um, yeah, it's nice to see. Will you stop going on about the Cardinals? Like the, Ooh, the Cardinals first time, we're going to take it up, suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. Hopefully Cardinals, it'll be more often. Cardinals, Matt. Cardinals. Well, you dropped Lindsay yeah. in the first 10 minutes, didn't you? Oh, Philip Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know you I'm flying to Denver uh, for a better. Fight. God. Yeah. Anything for you. Do you need an ice pack, Philip? Right. Yeah, that's enough about uh, Arizona. That's enough about the Broncos. Shall we move on to the Curry Race week review? Let's do that, Dan. Let's do that, Daniel. I'd like to see it. Okay, week seven results. We'll start with the Pineapple Express. Um, Nick, your team, 173.40 points. Beat the Eagles, (laughs) 160.38. So, what looks like a decent victory, but was probably closer than what it shows. Should have um, been. Yeah, we've got studs from the matchups. Kyler Murray, 37 points. 
James Robinson, 31 points on your team. Um, James Carson Wentz, who we both said that we would not start uh, last week, Bill. Uh, 27 points. Great. Great. Well done. Uh, Duds, uh, Hunter Henry, five points. But most importantly, Cam Newton, minus 0.1. So you may as well have played no one. Um, and then I've got what, Zeke, six points, and Jacob, six points, Nick, who... Your two best running backs so far this year? Or yeah, my first two picks in the draft, yeah. Big win. 12 points in total. Um, but most importantly, you got the win. Um, collision low crosses, 139.12, lost to Crockett's Rockets, who broke 200 points for the first time, I'd say, in yeah. his Curry Race uh, appearances. 201.56. Um, he had Wilson, who got 30 points. Joe Burrow, 33 points. Lockett, 53 points. And the Chiefs defence against... Who were they playing, Bill? Uh, can't remember now. <laughs> it was I'm the Broncos. And they got four points. Um, I haven't really got any studs written down for Rob. Um, he had two players that scored 20 and 22, which was uh, Bernard for the Bengals and Terry McLaurin, 22 points. So... He didn't play a defence or a kicker, Rob. I feel like he's just buying his time till uh, CMC comes back. And obviously now he's got Chubb holding on the bench. So yeah. Rob, he's not, Rob's got he's not Chubb. Playing, <laughs> he's not playing uh, defence and kickers while he's holding those. So hopefully we can all get enough wins while he's uh, not playing those. So while he's doing that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Duds, Jonu Smith, two points. Keenan Cole, two points. And Claypool, one point. The must start playing <laughs> Rockets, Rockets team. So, um, yeah, that's that. Um, I don't really want to talk about the next one. I say it. Go on, mate. Cover this one off. Um, it, was a, it was what we've deemed the poo bowl this week. Uh, Big Willie's tight end, 117.72. To, uh, beat my team, 116.70. So, Right 1.02. Um, so, I don't know what highlights highlights the uh, the highs and lows of fantasy football. But last week, winning by less than a point, and this week, losing by a point. It's just it makes uh, me so happy. The swing, <laughs> fantasy gods win now. We can't have that. We can't have uh, that. So we went into Monday night's game, uh, the Bears Rams. I was beating you by just under two points. You were. Um, we, I had Robert Woods and you had Jimmy Graham. I have to admit, I was confident. I thought two-point lead and Robert Woods against Jimmy Graham. Um, but a Woods fumble meant he lost points and then was outscored by Jimmy Graham uh, by just over two points, which gave you the victory. So congratulations, Bill. Thank you. Say, now, say, your, say what you want to say. I'm now 2-0 in the uh, Interpod Championship. Beating Nick once and you once. It was it was a tense time, wasn't it? I'm not going to gloat too much. Hollow victories, <laughs> same as same as I've said. Hollow victories. It's not great to win by a point. It's nice to wake up and see it. I've woken up and my team isn't in the best shape. I've got more cues than Welsh Tesco's queuing up for baby clothes. <laughs> it's not it's not looking great. Joe Mixon, Michael Thomas. Chris Carson, I've just had a lot of injuries sort of like on the cusp. So thanks for being so gracious, Dan, but I'm very glad that I've beaten you yet again. 
yet again. Now, <laughs> yet again. I think it's probably my again. first win in about two years again, Shaq. Although I'd love to see um, Dan getting beaten. Dan, we need to team up. We can't let him. We can't let him take this podcast. No, carry on like this. Two and zero. Oh, no, I'm not having it. I'm not yeah, having it. I'm not, take, I'm not taking no shit from someone that's been renamed twice. Yeah, bring no. it on. You're going down. It's going to be you, you, you're done. You and your cues. Um, Come uh, see me. I'm not one. Welcome I'm in. not one to make excuses. Uh, as you goes by, you, you guys <laughs> both. <laughs> Um, but it's but my excuse. Odell Beckham, zero points, injured on the first play. I'd like to think if he'd have played, I don't know, maybe a quarter before getting injured, I'd have won. Um, but look, well, so, okay. I don't make uh, excuses. Patrick Mahomes, land, Patrick Mahomes landed in Denver and it was normal weather, then it, ran, then it snowed. It's not my well, problem, mate. At least he played a whole game. Well, um, studs, AJ Brown uh, and Aaron Rodgers, 27 points apiece for you, Bill. Um, I didn't have one. <laughs> didn't have any. Didn't have, <laughs> didn't have any. Uh, Duds, uh, CD Lamb, zero point one zero points with his th- on his third quarterback now. Finally, Lamb start really. Lamb, and he yeah. does yes. that to you. Just was saying that. Awful. Horrible. Yeah. Um, I said I, before we, I said before we came on very quickly, didn't I, Dan? Big shout out to the sausage boy. <laughs> my sausage boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. What's this game? Um, for telling me to pick up a kicker, I chose, I had four kickers to choose from. If I'd have picked any other kicker but Myers, I'd have lost. So thank you to the sausage king it's strange. this week it's strange for the to fantasy admit, advice. Strange to admit collusion on a podcast, isn't it? It was in the group. It was in the group. Yeah. Um, talking about kicker advice, I would like to thank publicly uh, Stephen Ronnie McLean who I picked up uh, Matt Prater thinking oh, he's playing in the dome against the Falcons. He's going to get a few points there. And he went, oh, did you see Brandon McManus kick all those field goals? I went, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And he's in Denver because he's got thin air up there, haven't they, in Denver? So picked up Prater. You can have a look at the app. Dropped Prater, picked up McManus. McManus got me four points. Prater got 15. <laughs> so... Uh, which would have been pretty much a joint top scorer in the team. So, um, no, I yeah. said about this while uh, the waiver wire warriors that I'm sort of sowing Shit. the seed of not telling people who to pick up. <laughs> so they, yeah, so they pick up the shitter ones so that I obviously lose that, but keep winning matchups. Do you think that I got into your head by having a whole section last week about Brandon McManus so that subconsciously you pick him well, up no. and beat you this week? I think you may have lo- lo- uh, laid the seeds for Steve, who reminded me, because I had fully well known to ignore all of your advice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, other, other duds: Mike Williams, one point. <laughs> who the week the week prior, or he was on his bye, but the week prior went eight for five for one hundred and nine and two touchdowns. Joins the dance. One hundred and ninety-two touchdowns. No, it's a lot of touchdowns. One hundred and nine. 109 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Um, Kenyon Drake and Carson both got injured, five points each. Robert Woods, five points. And I put Beckham as a dud, but I think that's probably a bit unfair. It was a wide receiver um, week this week. Yeah. Uh, On to the 1am bowl, we dubbed the game of the week. Um, Gurley Fries, 160.18, was dominated by the Deflatriots. He's uh, so 200. the 1am club. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they were talking at 1am or not. 
234 points, or well, 0.04. Um, highest score of the cavalry race so far, without question. Um, studs, Brady, 37 points. Herbert, who we mentioned last week, 38 points. Devontae Adams, 45 points, all for Mark. Um, studs for Steve, um, not really anyone. Keenan Allen, 23 points. Watson, 24 points, which is good. Uh, the studs, Steelers defence, or the duds even. Steelers defence, uh, two points. And Noah Fant, or as I have renamed him, Noah Kant. <laughs> Drew Luck, can you go a game without throwing multiple interceptions? Noah Kant. <laughs> Noah Kant. <laughs> Um, and then Steve, Mike Davis, um, who scored nine points, who has since been traded to the... Uh, Don't fucking piss me off. I'm not in the mood for that. Crockett's Rockets um, with Antonio we Brown. We had a conversation. We had a conversation yeah. in the group about not taking the trade. And then Matt actually said in the, tra- in the group that he wasn't aware that CMC was coming back, but still accepted the trade. So he'll get I one week out of him. That- wasn't aware that Antonio Brown has mental health problems, a uh, criminal sexual misdemeanor. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. We don't want to be sued, Bill. We're only just starting. Allegedly. No, it's under under investigation. Yeah, so it's alleged. Come on, you're a lawyer. Right. Um, I want to talk about Mark's team a little bit because he, where everyone else seems to be getting their injured players... Um, he seems to be succeeding off the back of. Uh, obviously, I lost uh, Nick Chubb. He had Kareem Hunt, who's gone on to score 19 points and been a bit of a fantasy uh, guru, currently running back six. Um, Aaron Jones went down this week with a calf injury, didn't play. He picked up uh, Jamal Williams off the free agency, like the waiver wire, who scored 21 points. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he picked up, was the free agent, 13 points. It was just, he's got Chase Edmonds on the bench. Obviously, now Drake's going to be out, 21 points. So, Hoovering up. Yeah, how quickly it changes, where we were sort of saying, is he ever going to win a game? And now... Yeah, he's he coming. Acted quick, he's coming he acted quickly and got these players. And, yeah, so, well done. You have to stay water, I think is the uh, phrase, isn't it? Yeah, So he pounced and pick, picked up these free agents and, and earned himself a victory. And, and he's probably not, got a better team than me who's in fourth spot. And you're not taking direct, um, sort of direct praise for it, but the resurgence has come after you told him to keep his head up. Mm, yeah. So are you going to come out on the podcast and perhaps attribute some of these points that he scored this week to yourself? If he, could, if he could, if he could borrow me a couple of points, I'd be, I'd be up for it. If that's what you're saying, yeah, he could just borrow you a hundred points, and he still would have beaten you this week. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you join me and me and Bill's team together, we'd have only just beaten. <laughs> Actually, no, would we? 116, 117, 230. Yeah, yeah. just, just. 234. We'd have got 233, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would have. We would have lost. <laughs> we would have lost to him. <laughs> wow. Um, that yes. is 
That is something else. I think we'll cut that out. That's quite embarrassing. Yeah, perhaps we'll do that. A bit five or each to cut that out, please, boys. No, no, we'd have won. <laughs> yeah? We'd have won by point... Oh, I don't know now. Yeah, we would have won. Just. Yeah, just. Is that, so, is that good or bad? Uh, I'm well, not sure I'm now. <laughs> but yeah, certainly a uh, certainly a super play by him. Very yeah, good. well done. And now he's he's on the roll, two and five, and he's beaten Steve. It was close to him, so it's a it's a swing. Um, we've got I've got the league standings here. Oh, Billy Big Ed is at the uh, top of the table, five and two. Pineapple Express just behind five and two on um, <laughs> um Bill's above you obviously on head to head. Girly Fries, who Nick dubbed not a proper team. Uh four and three. His streak was uh, broken, right? He went on a four four game yeah, win. Yeah. Um then I'm just in the playoffs, <laughs> head to head with Crockett's Rockets. You're uh, both sinking, you're a sinking ship. Yeah, he's up a place into fifth. Um, Rob drops down into sixth, uh, three and four record. The Flatriots, two and five in seventh. And then propping up the table, Eagles, one and six. Somehow. I just don't know. He's got. I can't understand it. What a shame he had. What I would say is this season, like, if you're looking at the, the points for, everyone is so close. I feel like this is the most competitive season we've had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone scored over a thousand points. Um, I think the top scorer is Rob, 160 points. Uh, 1,160. No, I've got 1,171. Ah, 1,171. So, and the lowest scorer would be Crockett's Rockets, 1,070. Yeah. So, it's, all it's, into the thousands. Yeah, it's, 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 it's close. Normally, you get one team that's like scored 60 points. It's normally you, Bill. Who's not, well, normally not scored very many. <laughs> yeah. Now, if we, but, if we get to the point that. where we get to rename James, whoever gets to rename James, is it more hurtful to him to just spell eagles correctly, <laughs> rather than all the letters of eagles. We just... I was just going to take a, cu- a couple of A's out, if it was, mate. Just, just a couple of A's, a couple of A's. Just, eggles. just call them eggles. eggles. Yeah. Right. Um, well, that's that. That's wrapped up. That Should we get on to mega team? Mega team. Okay, so mega team week seven. We hit the halfway point of the season, um, fourteen game season into the playoffs. Uh, mega team's done yeah, better of late. I'm thinking we've done a bit better in recent weeks. We persevered. Yeah, pushed through, put some actually half decent players in, and uh, <laughs> stopped trying to uh, get players that are going to play up. Um, although there were a couple of letdowns this week, unfortunately. Uh, week seven. Uh, we hit 174 points, so that was only good enough for six and two versus the Curry Racers, but tough to beat. Two lots of over 200 and the 234 from the Sausage King, 
as he's now dubbed. Um, Mahomes, 12 points. Wilson, 29. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 6. Big fat poop. Uh, Clyde, 13 points. Devante Adams, 44. Which is nice. Ridley, 19. Kelsey, let us down with a whiffy 6. Uh, Derek Henry, 15. Un-Henry like. Uh, Tyreek hitting the mark with a 17. Uh, Lutz with a nice 9. And the top five Patriots defense with a poopy, stinky four. So, how dare you? I, I dared. <laughs> so, we, we, you, backed, you backed the Patriots in. They've sat there for seven seven weeks now. So, maybe we'll revisit, revisit them next week. Um, Never. Yeah. So, that's mega team for this week. Uh, looking stronger as of late. Started to yeah. get positive records. Take a deep dive into a bit it. More next mega. Week. A bit more yeah, mega, and then next week we can have a proper look at it and say where we are on the season, how it stacks up against the actual megas, and we can uh, see where the top five Patriots sit outside of the top five. <laughs> well, they're, they're currently defence eight, so let's, let's uh, put some, Less some, of some respect, respect on their name. Right, shall we? Um, we'll move on from mega team and we'll go into the uh, week eight preview. Weekly matchups. Week eight matchups. It's back now to the, the original mate. Everyone's played everyone now. So uh, week eight back to me versus Crockett's Rockets. Girly Fries plays uh, the collision low crosses in the Brother Bowl. The Flatriots plays the Pineapple Express looking for ultimate revenge. And then I've named it the worst names in the league bowl. Uh, Big Willie's tight end versus the Eagles. Aww. Okay, that's kind of, kind of hurtful. <laughs> Don't worry, but I've dubbed your match with James as a grudge match as the worst names in the league face off. No, we'll go with the brother bowl being the grudge match. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm joking. I've got the brother bowl in there. Uh, Rob versus Steve. I'd like to know the record throughout the co-race. Maybe we'll have a look at that before we uh, in next week's review as well about the who's who's won the most amount of uh, games. I know they've both won a, a uh, Justin Forsetti, so that might be interesting. We've got bye weeks in week eight. Uh, the Jags are on bye. The Washington football team are on bye. Your Cardinals are on bye. And the Texans are on bye. So Which benefits players. me, as I look this morning, immensely. James has David Johnson. To a lesser degree. He also has New Hopkins on a bye, which I am overjoyed with. <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, I did a bit of a dive into who's on bye this week. You've, you've got a, quite a long list of fantasy-relevant players. Uh, Kyla Murray, James Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, Tony Gibson, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Chase Edmonds, Brandon Cooks. I did notice, Bill, that you don't have anyone on by week eight. No. Positive there, it's pretty. He's hacking the system there. However, when, of course, on Friday night, Joe Mixon becomes inactive and Michael Thomas is out for the (laughs) eighth straight week, I will have a couple of guys that will not be playing on Sunday. I 
you, you know when your app refreshes, doesn't it? And it goes from, we went from week seven to week eight. <clears throat> My only two running backs that I had available this week were Antonio Gibson and Kenyon Drake. So when it flipped over and I saw them both on by, I was like, I don't have any running backs. <laughs> Uh, and and, I, and the only fit, well, I say only, if Dalvin Cook is available to play, he's currently my only running back that's worth starting. Left yeah. Bell, Dobbins and Madison, who is Cook's backup. So, I mean, what could be described as shit street, I think? Hot water. Yeah. Yes. Up, up shit creek without a paddle. I did so, look yeah. at trading with you, Dan, to send a running back your way, but just couldn't make couldn't see anything I wanted I just didn't know what to well I don't want any of your shit running backs mate well next I need well, more than week points. <laughs> who did you say you were playing again me you're playing against Matt and the Crockett's Rockets I reckon Matt wins this one because your big fat fingers won't be able to set the team your big fat loser He's got a point oh. here, and that would cause a swing. As he's going to leapfrog you there and push you out of the playoffs, jump up to fourth. It's it's a big week for you, Dan. Well, I think people, people have quickly forgotten because I got off to such an amazing start with a couple of wins. I drafted six lads. It's hard from back there. No, it's not. I've won from six. Chubb and Drake both gone. I'm in. I'm in some serious trouble. Like actual serious trouble. Rewind, rewind this podcast. He went, I'm not making excuses. I'm not going to make excuses. But, but. Oh, yeah, but. Big but. old but. Big old but. Yeah, that's what yeah. you got after last week. So, I reckon there might be some trades for me in the uh, future with the possibility of having to lose Josh Allen for a couple of different pieces and the possibility of Darren Waller going, who's the tight end three, who's an absolute beast. Um, yeah, played well this week. Yeah, well, there we go. We've got, only got we've one got, game under 15 points. So. We've got that to look forward to. We've got some selection headaches for people, which might be remedied by my favourite segment, the Waver Wire Warriors. Really? Waver Wire Warriors. Fast becoming my favourite segments <laughs> the waiver wire warriors we picked running backs last week didn't we boys we, we did. had nick who took uh bottom scott we had myself picking the ever present frank gore <laughs> he is a turn and we had david uh, david johnson Dan James taking DeAndre Swift. <laughs> now, the points scored led with how the uh, Wave Wire Warriors results has, has been going. So, of course, your loser was me with Frank Saw on six points. Have you won that Wave Wire yet, Bill? No. But I have been winning matchups. <laughs> Dan, Dan James with DeAndre Swift. Um, came in a close second. John Doe Swift scored 14 points. But of course, and as has become customary on this podcast, Nick Hurd is the winner this week with Boston Scott with an impressive 18 points. So if you picked up Boston Scott on Nick Hurd's advice, then 
you should send money and or gifts care of my house and I'll pass them on. So, <laughs> Am I right in thinking that Boston Scott scored a last second touchdown as well, didn't he? Doesn't matter. So, once again, I've been shafted. He'd have scored under 10 points about that. But he didn't. Might, Nick, not have eaten, might not have eaten uh, Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, leads, Nick leads the way, as has become customary, as I say. Five wins to Nick, two weeks have gone to Dan, and no weeks have gone to me, but I have won five matchups in the car race. And we are at the halfway point here, seven, seven total weeks. So yeah. Bill, you win out now to, to draw it up or to beat me. <laughs> yeah which I don't hold out much hope for, although I've started to put my waiver wires in a little bit early so that I yeah, can I some of the better week. people. Yeah. Wait until the two dudes with the kids were in bed and then I made the pick. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. It's a good choice. So we've gone. I will put my pick out there as I was the first one to text the group. I went with a rather obvious choice. I have picked my... Waiver wire warrior wide receiver this week is Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have no, him if he has no, no, no. You've done out, it wrong. Out the way. No, I'm going for Nelson Aguilar of the Las Vegas Raiders. He has done, he did quite well last week. He's playing against the Browns, which is a pretty easy matchup. Now, we tend to get our tongues tied on this part they are the second easiest matchup for opposing wide receivers they're the 31st ranked defense versus wide receivers they give up a lot of points Aguilar has had three touchdowns in his last three games of the six games he's played this season four of them he's had a hundred percent catch rate I don't think his catch rate has dropped below 50 percent which although that doesn't sound particularly good. He's had a 100% catch rate in four of his six games. So I see that as an easy matchup. He looks like he is, um, he looks like his car's favoured receiver if it's not going to uh, Darren Waller. So hopefully that brings me my first win. He's available in our league on waivers. I imagine he should be in others. So Go and pick him up. It can't be worse than Frank Gore. That's, you know not, what? that's not a high standard, yeah. is it? Yeah, you know what? You sound like you've actually looked into this this week and not gone, oh, shit, Frank Gore. Yeah. yeah. Well, you speak about a team that was the 31st worst-ranked defence. There's only one team that is worse against wide receivers, fantasy-wise, and that is the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I have picked an opponent of the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, Brandon Ayuk. Um, previous game in week seven, they played the Patriots. He got uh, seven targets, six receptions, which has uh, led the team in both receptions and, and targets for 115 yards. Um, Debo Samuel left the, left the game with a hamstring injury which is likely to keep him out of the Week 8 matchup against the Seattle Seahawks, um, which leaves Brandon Ayuk to get more targets, more receptions, more yards. He didn't even get a touchdown this week and still scored 17 points. I'm going with Brandon Ayuk. I am super confident. And 
I think this might be my Dan James guarantee of the episode that I win Waver Wire Warriors Ooh. week. Oh, I like it. And that's a Dan James guarantee. Confidence. Yeah. We've had one for a while. We have, but they've been unsuccessful, so I don't like to talk about them. Are you back? You no, because you went on by. You feeling? You feeling healthy? Feeling back to go? <laughs> yeah, um, hundred percent. Uh, I don't lose another Dan James guarantee uh, for the rest of the season. Double Lovely. guarantee. You're guaranteeing the guarantee. <laughs> exactly that. Now I'd like to use that guarantee to guarantee to segue into me guaranteeing my wave and wire warrior. But <laughs> I, yeah, I like your picks. Uh, this this week could go to could go to anyone. Um, I've gone with. I've actually slashed and asterisked mine because who knows? But I'm going with Jarvis Landry of the Cleveland Browns um, but I've asterisked uh, Higgins as well because they're both um, being you picked can't up. pick two mate no 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 I'm going with Landry I'm just saying if Higgins is out there as well um, Landry should now see the number one role that Beckham's out um, he's had 39 targets on the season and he's ahead of names like Mike Evans AJ Brown and Michael Gallup um, he leads all other Browns wide receivers in targets and in targets per game. So he is the go-to guy, although Higgins seems to be popping up, cropping up a bit more often. But Landry is down now that number one role. Um, he's averaging 10 fantasy points per week. Touchdown could skyrocket him up into that echelon of uh, Brandon Ayuk numbers. Um, he's got a good upcoming schedule. Week eight, he is playing Las Vegas, which is a positive, more middle of the road matchup. But yeah, he should be there. He, he should be way now. I've, I've seen a few things of uh, um, Baker Mayfield when he thrown a touchdown to Higgins. Instead of celebrating with Higgins, he's apologised to Odell Beckham for not throwing him the ball. Yeah, well, I think it, there's there's a thing in uh, Cleveland with the Browns of uh, Odell's a bit of the superstar. You got to feed him. You got to send balls his way, which everyone else now might get a look in and get a chance. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think there's three uh, decent picks. I think just touching on that, that it, I don't think it's a coincidence that Beckham left the game in the first snap and. Uh, Baker Mayfield had his best game in a long time. Five Absolutely. touchdowns. You you touched on it. I've seen that where he's thrown a touchdown and he's sort of gone over to Beckham and Landry and sort of said, like, "Don't worry, guys, you're going to get your touchdown." That's it. That's exactly the it. pressure of the pressure of not having a main guy that you have to force feed in in Beckham might actually open up a few more opportunities for Landry and for Higgins. So three good picks. Hopefully. I'm, I'm rooting for you, Bill. Even though you've been nothing but nasty to me, um, but <laughs> they made me—they made me feel bad. No, no, no. You should feel bad, to be honest. You've been well mm. nasty. Um, I don't know. I've known you like—I've known you long enough. I think. Uh, I think our nastiness towards each other kind of cancels each other, each other yeah. out. Um, so that's our waiver wire warriors, um, which wraps up the episode. Um, who is hosting next week, chaps? Now, Abby. I am uh, a winner 
perfectly <laughs> formed and in good shape as a unit. You are not perfectly Nick. formed. No, I'm not having Nick that. Nick is a perfectly formed and handsome winner, as am I. You're the big fat loser. So we're actually quite good that we're in quarantine because you're not getting out of your house. But I believe it's Nick hosting next week, right? Yeah, Dan's pulling faces at me trying to put me off. But yeah, I'm going to host <laughs> probably once again from uh, Lockdown Essex. Um, but yeah, join us next week. We're going to have more fantasy news, all the ups and downs of the carry race, more waiver wire warriors, and we're going to see who takes the win this week. Uh, it's all to play for into the second half of the season. Uh, we're going to have to start bringing some playoff stats some playoff looks, how's it looking, who's going where. Are the boys at the back coming up? Going to upset a few uh, few people now. So, yeah, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, at Curry Race Pod. And uh, good luck in your matchups. We'll see you next week. I can't believe you're giving it the fucking Billy Burton after I beat Nick last week and was very, very nice. <laughs> it was the least deserving as well. Oh God, it's bad, wasn't it? Just like the whole thing. My team, my team is my team is fucked. Like fully, fully fucked. Lost Mine Chubb. Oh, I yeah. lost Cook for a little bit. Drake's now looking like he's gone. Beckham's gone. I've got Cooper who's now fucking getting thrown to base third receiver. Oh, it's not good. It's really not good. Oh. CD Lamb, week one, 10 points, didn't start him. 17, didn't start him. 11, didn't start him. 25, didn't start him. 20, didn't start him. 13, did start him. 0.1, did start him. <laughs>